Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Kaylee Lambrex from Mississippi Valley State University. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Very excited to talk to you since you are taking over the, the Mississippi Valley State program there. It sounds like you, you've been there uh, not quite six months yet, uh, <laughs> but you're, I'm sure you're you're getting hard to work. And one of those things would be recruiting. Uh, so... I mean, obviously you're early in the system, but you and I are talking, we're 10 days away from the good old January 5th or June 15th uh, date that's on a lot of people's minds as, as Division One schools can can talk to folks. So how are you gearing up for, for the recruiting process in terms of, I mean, obviously those are class of 25. So how far along are you with the 24s? Are you still wrapping up 23s at this point? I mean, what, what does it look like for you as a new coach at a Division One? Um, so obviously my first priority was 23 since, um, as, as is known, we had a, a very tough fall. Um, so my priority when I came in was, was to make sure we have a decent squad for 23 where we can actually compete and, and hopefully get us back where we, where we belong. Um, so I wrapped up 23, um, a couple of weeks ago. So obviously I'm, I'm in the process of 24. Um, now to me <clears throat> for, for since so many kids are coming in for 23 um i'm kind of holding off on my 24s to commit anybody just yet uh for that reason is since there's so many kids coming in i just want to make sure what i have and um obviously it's always different when we put them together um at the end of the day's individuals we're recruiting right now so um once we kind of get preseason properly going and have that first couple of games under our belt i think it's going to be more clear for me uh where in what direction i need to head for for 24 so okay well, in terms of looking ahead for, for this next year, right, how do you see your recruiting process in terms of inbound students, folks emailing you saying, hey, coach, would love to come versus outbound, you reaching out, whether it's going to events, talking to club coaches, whatever the case may be, how, how does that juxtaposition work of those two ways to recruit? Um, I'm always a big fan of always – seeing kids in person. Um, so obviously our camps are very important. Uh, we started implementing those again since I got here. So uh, for us, those camps really mean recruiting wise. Um, it gives me a chance to see the younger kids and um, <clears throat> and kind of go from there, start a communication. Um, at the same time, when kids email me, I always, always try to email them back, um, especially now when, when we hit that mark that we can speak to the 25s. It's, it's a great way to start communicating. Um, so that gives me an opportunity, of course, for um, 
to go out and, and, and see them in person. Um, for me, it's really hard to recruit just based on, on highlights and videos. Um, Cause as you know, you, you can just put the, the best part in there. Um, but it's a, it's a good basis to have before going out there. So um, since I've been doing this for a little bit now, um, you start to get to know people, you start to have people out there that can help you recruit. Um, since I'm currently by myself, um, I don't have an assistant coach yet. So for me, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to make every single event. Um, so it's, it's, it's very easy and nice to have people out there that I can say, Hey, this person email me, they're going to be there. Are you going to be there? Can you keep an eye out for me? And, um, kind of just go from there and, um, obviously be open to that player that so-and-so is coming for them, um, and to watch them for me, basically. Okay. Well, in terms of things you're looking for in players again you're you're kind of in a in a rebuild mode right as a, as a new coach there but what what is that hierarchy of things that you're looking for in a player whether that's on the field stuff or off the field stuff uh to me and that's always the first thing i ask, um I, I i cover in in any phone calls or any conversations i have is is character um i can teach you any skill all day but i can't teach you character that's 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 really you um so for me it's important how that player reacts to um um things that come on during um during the game so um obviously when it comes to club you have kids all over that wanting to play wanting to improve all that kind of good stuff in high school is sometimes a little bit harder situation because you can't really recruit as a coach um so i like going to those games just because sometimes you have a really good player um and they're surrounded by not that quality player. So it's, um, it's, it's good to see what their character is. Are you helping the team? Are you picking them up when, when they're losing? Are you, um, how are you, <clears throat> are you selfish? Are you, um, when you get down one zero, how do you respond to that? Um, do you know your team? All that kind of good stuff. Um, so for me, more importantly, it's, it's your character and mentality on and off the field compared to, to the skill and, and, and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Well, in terms of, building your roster I, I mean I'm just guessing that's not a Mississippi accent that you have there so um <clears throat> are you looking internationally at all are you do how does the transfer portal fit in with so many kids in there these days does does international and transfer recruiting fit into your process yeah so of course I'm I'm I'm, I'm originally from Belgium so obviously that somehow helps me of course in in the Europe aspect um I have some agencies back home that I know personally so obviously they help me out um, with me coming in so late, it was kind of hard to start that process. Of course, with NCAA, all their paperwork and um, some of the, the embassies are still not fully working after the whole COVID situation. Um, so right now, I mainly looked at, obviously, transfers from JUCOs um, that can come in and create some maturity for my team. Um, and then, obviously, I looked at um, lots of freshmen from around here in, in the States. Um, I think looking forward... Um, there will be some internationals coming in. The reason for that is just because I like what they bring to the table with their culture and, and different ways of, of soccer that they taught over the years and, and, and with that mix of, of Americans coming in. Um, but right now, what we're bringing in for 23 is mainly Americans. And then I have a couple of internationals that are coming from JUCOs. Um, of course, I have my eye on the, on the transfer portal. Um, but um, at the same time, we need to realize where we were last year. Um, so it's, it's a rebuilding year. It's, it's getting the kids that want to play, that want to fight for um, where we want to be. Um, so the main focus was just finding kids that 
believe in me, believe in where the school wants to go in the in the future, um, and kind of start that process together. Okay. Well, it, in terms of your roster makeup, your roster size, and and I know it's gonna be maybe a little bit different this year, but but is there a roster size that you feel is ideal that you would like to have, whether it's not this fall but moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, preferably, I always like to have a roster of twenty eight to thirty two, like in between there somewhere. Um, how how season is over here is is just it's just very, a lot of games in short amount of period. Um, so I always want to be prepared. Uh, injuries do happen. Um, unfortunately, people do quit sometimes in preseason. So we have to be prepared for all the all the scenarios that could be out there. Um, and then also you have usually a three goalkeeper. So um, it's kind of twenty eight is a good number to have. Um, you also want to make sure it's not too big, just because obviously you want to keep the kids happy in some way. It's not insane like um, that they're going to be unhappy, but you also don't want to make it too big where you don't even know all your kids personally. Um, Cause I do believe that's important. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> well, let's talk a little bit more about the school. I mean, I know you've only been there a few months, but what are some of the things that you found uh, that you really enjoy about the school that kind of sets it apart? Maybe some things we wouldn't necessarily know just by going through the website. Um, I, one of the, the first things I noticed over here is obviously how, how supportive everybody is. Um, I've worked at a couple of universities before, and um, I feel like every coach here is very supportive of each other. They want to help out. They want to um, be there as much as they can. Um, and then, of course, our athletic director, he's, um, he's made the transition for me very easy. Um, <clears throat> so that's always one of the good things that I always try to tell the, the, the girls and the recruits is, we have a supportive system that actually wants to see us succeed. Um, in a lot of schools, sometimes it's football comes first before soccer. Um, and that's that's not the case over here. Um, they really try to push us as much as we can. They try to improve our, our facilities because um, obviously we're at the D1 level, so we don't want to have those facilities. Um, and that's that's really important to, to push there. So that's one of the things, of course, that you can't find on the website, but that's that's one of the things that stood out to me. Um, and, and I think that's one of the most important things to to, to feel that support and, and that the team feels it from the school and not just from me. Well, speaking of support, you know, a lot of times for a, an incoming high school kid to college, balancing the academics with the, the athletic requirements and, and all that is being an mm-hmm. athlete, how do your students really make that balance? What support systems does the school offer to help help your students support or to succeed on the field and off the field definitely so of course you have me um i'm very i'm very big on academics at the end of the day you're here for your education so um we do study hall i keep track of the hours i keep track of your grades um we have one of the rules in our handbook is if you have a d or an f on a certain test i want to know from you and not from your professor i kind of just have that communication so we can um, we can help out before it's too late type thing. Um, and then also we have our academic counselors um, that just help out for our athletes. So we have a certain person that makes sure that all our, all our players are on track to graduate, that they are in the right classes. If they need summer classes, just to be sure we put them in there. Um, they send me an overview of study hall as well. Um, so every week, so our incoming freshmen and or transfers, they have a certain amount of study hall hours they need to complete. Um, so I get a list of that halfway through the week, how many hours they've done so far. Um, that way, if they are obviously in red, that means 
there is something going on that we need to fix before the end of the week type thing. Um, and then at the end of the week, they send me a review again. Um, they also keep me updated with um, obviously their grades, their midterms, final grades, if there's a problem with a professor. Um, so basically an overall picture, which obviously helps me out a lot. Um, there's so many things going on at the same time and, and having that help is great for me, but also for the kids. Um, they also have that person's phone number and they have a group chat together. So that way they can send reminders, they can um, ask questions and actually feel comfortable and not have to like tiptoe around anybody. Um, Cause obviously freshmen have a lot of nerves sometimes coming into college and being away from home. So um, I think that's one of the, the biggest things. And um, lastly, we have obviously our professors. We are a D1, but we're not one of those massive B, uh, D1s. Um, so that's definitely helpful. Uh, professors know the kids, which ones are athletes and stuff. Um, so if there's anything going on, if there's a problem, if someone's missing class and I'm not aware of, um, they are contacting me or they come to my office. So that's definitely those things that help me. Because obviously, if you don't go to class, you don't train either. Um, and and, and, and kind of that, have that communication. Okay. Well, let's fast forward to the fall, you know, your first full season at the helm. Can mm -hmm. you walk me through what you think a typical week is going to look like for the players in terms of when is class, meals, practice, the game cadence, all that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. um, so obviously preseason is a bit different since we don't have class yet. Um, but usually um, I try to train. If we do two a days, I like to train uh, once at seven in the morning just because the heat, you know, over here is pretty, it gets pretty hot. Um, so I want to make sure we, we kind of beat that. Um, so preseason is usually two a days, twice a week, just because uh, the balance of, of intensity and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so obviously there's included fitness, weights, technical sessions, tactical sessions, um, especially with so many new kids. It's the big picture is it's going to be a lot of um, playing, trying to see what fits good together and so on. Um, and then obviously when, when classes starts, um, they usually go to the class from 8 till usually 2 p.m. Uh, we train around 3.30 um, we play Friday, Friday, Sunday, um, and then obviously um, they have breakfast, they eat lunch, um, and then they we train before dinner. That way they can, if, if it's a heavy session, they can load up again on their carbs uh, before going to bed, which is important for their recovery. Um, and then we also have a, um, a nutrition station on campus where the athletes can go twice a day um, and get extra uh, fuel for whatever is needed so if they end up going to the gym they can stop by get powerade water granola bars protein shakes like stuff like that um, and that's definitely something that's helpful since um, like I said with the heat we burn a little bit more um, than usual um, so those things are are definitely helpful for us and one of the recruiting points definitely to have that station as well oh it sounds great okay well let's talk a little bit more about the soccer side there I mean obviously you haven't had your first full season yet but how do you think you're you're going to be in terms of your coaching style and how you want the team to play in terms of their style of play um so obviously um as a coach you always want to aim high if if you don't believe in your team who's going to so um we're definitely aiming for for ending that top three spot that's what we're doing that's what we're aiming and um the way i like to play is is i like to play from the back um, that's how I always played as a player myself. Um, and, and I just want from my goalkeeper to my forward, I want everybody to be comfortable with their feet um, and, and, and take the chances, take the risk. 
Um, I'm the type of coach from that is, yes, there is a game plan, but at the same time, be creative, bring your own little spin to it. If you see an opportunity, take it and we learn from it if it's a mistake. Um, as a coach, I don't see everything and sometimes what's going on in the field and it's, it's, it's up to the players. So um, I like to give them that freedom. It gives them confidence as well. Um, and that's definitely what, what certain players need, um, especially freshmen coming in. Um, but at the same time, um, I think the most important part is knowing that I care um, for players to, to feel comfortable. Um, I think one of the biggest things is making sure they don't have to tiptoe around me. Um, and that's going to bring back into their game. Um, if, if, if they have a good mindset, they're going to perform and, and that's kind of they work together. So um, to me, it's just important to make sure they, they're comfortable with me, um, that they know I'm a head coach. But at the same time, I'm here if you need anything. Um, and, and I think that's going to ref reflect back in the game um, and, and, and kind of just go from there. OK, well, <clears throat> you did just kind of wrap up your quote unquote, non-traditional season, right? The off season, the, the, the spring. Right. Um, so can you tell me what, what kind of went into that? What players can expect to do when they're not in the main season? Um, so obviously if my off season was a bit different um, just because of the situation we were in in the fall. Um, so what we mainly did this past spring was, was working on that culture. I don't think there was a, a very stable culture there. Um, at the end of the day, one of the, one of the two things that we talked about a lot was we over me. Um, you're not always going to have the play time that you want, or you're not always going to agree with the decisions I make. But at the end of the day, um, the team needs to come first. Um, and how supportive can you be um, when things are not going your way? So um, we did a lot of that, a lot of team building, lots of little fun games, um, kind of just to make sure that we don't have groups anymore. Uh, that's one of the first things I noticed when I came in was, a lot of little groups and that's something I wanted to get rid of. Um, and then besides that, we obviously, we did lots of fitness and, and, and gym workouts because um, obviously that's something we needed and I wanted them to know what they could expect coming into fall. Um, so there's no surprises when they come back in um, and that they can leave with a good mindset going into summer. Um, so that's kind of what we did. Lots of that, obviously um, lots of sessions where I, based off where how I want to coach, how, how I want to go into certain games. We did play a couple games. So um, I just wanted to see where we at, where we can go, what the potential was. Um, and, and that's kind of how our spring went. And we played three games and, and we tied one and one, two. So I think that's a massive improvement um, going forward into, into fall. Absolutely. Well, congrats on that. Well, coach, I like to end these with, uh, with one, question that's kind of the same for for everybody but uh if you had one piece of advice one nugget you want to share with any parent player anybody going through the college recruiting process looking at playing in college what would that one piece of advice be i think the main thing for me is always um look at every opportunity um, a lot of kids get stuck on the d1 uh label and myself i played naia and um I think you need to explore every option you get, even if it's something that you might not be interested in, even if it's a location that um, you might not think is a good fit for you. Um, I would say still go look at the school, speak to the coach, because you never know. Um, you can you can you can fall in love with a program without realizing that it is the right fit. And at the end of the day, that's what you need to do. Um, and, and you don't need to chase that D1, D2, all that kind of good stuff, as long as you have a have a good fit for you and, and you see yourself there for four years or two years, if it's the JUCO, then um, 
that that's all that matters. Nobody uh, has to have an opinion on that when it comes. Um, at the end of the day, I always tell my recruits, it's 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 your college career. I have mine. Um, so that's that's all I can say, honestly. All right. Well, fantastic advice. Well, coach, we wish you nothing but the best of luck in your first full season. Uh, hopefully you can that. continue to to get the program back on the right track. And if you do make it to any events down here in Florida, Bradenton, any of those ECNL events, give me a shout. Happy to show you around and uh, and Definitely. connect in real life. All right. Definitely. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, coach. All right. Thank you.